Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. I want to talk about tonight being gripped by God. 2019. This is one of the messages you get into for 2019. Gripped by God. Who wants to be used by God in this place? Come on, raise your hand. Any, anyone, who wants to be used? Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Who doesn't want to be used by God? Let me try it again. Who wants to be used by God? That's it. Yeah. That's the response I'm looking for. I think most of us want to be used by God, but I, I want to give you some keys. Is that all right to be used by God? I mean, that word used is, can be quite negative out there in the world if you're used. You know, someone's using you. Um, you know, it's, it doesn't have the best connotation. When you say to a secular person, I'm being used by God, they go, really? That's bad. I'm, I feel so sorry for you. How long have you been used that way? You know, but for us, to be used by God is an honor, right? I remember the very first time I, I ever shared a word of knowledge and, and the Holy Spirit worked through me to, to someone else. I remember I, I, I just couldn't sleep. It was the biggest buzz. It, 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 bet, it, it bet anything that I tried to do before I was saved to get a buzz. It was incredible. How many people have been used by God for a word of knowledge to share to someone? God's just spoken through you. How many people in this room have been used by God to lead someone to Christ? Isn't that the best? Does it get any better than that? I mean, you get tears in your eyes. But I want to talk about being gripped by God. See, I think the most effective way you can tell what a person loves is what moves them. Let me just test out in this room. How many people here love dogs? Come on. Raise your hand if you love dogs. We're, we're a dog-loving family. We've got a spoodle. His name is Max. He's like this... I don't know. He's crazy. Everyone comes into the house. They have to greet Max. Max goes nuts. He sits in this place. And we look at everyone and go, have you greeted Max? And you've got to pat him and look him in the eyes and tell him you love him. That's Max. That's our house. Um, so if I, if I mention two things, two movies, Marley and me. Come on, dog lovers. Keep your hand, put your hand up if you cried. Okay. You let a tear... Uh, a dog, a, a dog's purpose. Come on, anyone, anyone in this place? You got moved, right? You love dog, you get moved. Um, who loves cats? Who cares? Let's keep going. No one cares. I'm not even asking for a response. Who, who would love a cat? Wow. Uh, guitar strings. Anyway, the other way to tell what you're passionate about is. What makes you angry? What you hate seeing? That stirs you, right? You know, uh, uh, this week I, I watched, a, a, um, I stumbled on something on the ABC and this, this lady, I, even, I can't even remember her name, she, she was being interviewed by one of those shows on the ABC and she was apparently a theologian and an archaeologist, right? And so she gets on and they're interviewing her and they're talking about, um, and she starts off with saying, um, you know, I love the Bible. And I'm like, oh, this is good. And then um, I'm, I'm leaning in. This is the ABC. Wow. Okay, wow. And then, and then it takes the turn I thought it would take. 
And, 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 and she starts to tell us, she starts to talk about how oh, Moses never really, he was real. He was just a fictional character. And then the whole Bible, she loves it, but it's just nothing. It, it, it isn't, it's all stories and simple little fables. And I don't know, I just got stirred. And the announcer's like, he's, he's helping her. He's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he brings out this little toy Noah set and puts it on the counter and goes, yeah. The Bible says lion, two lions. When it, uh, it didn't say lioness and lions, it's two lions. How'd that happen? They're all laughing and make a joke of it. I'm just stirred up. I'm like, you can't call yourself a theologian. You can't get it. Get off. You've got no idea what you're talking about. I love the Word of God. I felt like, is there a number I can call? You know, is there someone I can talk to in the ABC? I'm sure there isn't. There's probably no one there. But anyway, I, I get fired up. Yeah, God loves us. Do you believe that? We're his children. In fact, God is actually described as a jealous God. That can be quite creepy, really, can't it? In a stalking kind of way. No, but a jealous God. I mean, if you you really love someone, you kind of, you get jealous for their affection, right? Not in a weird way. I'm not in any way advocating domestic violence that is caused by jealousy. Okay, so if you're creepy like that, don't do it. But but it says in Deuteronomy 4, verse 23, it says, For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. I could sing a song, but I won't. He's jealous for me. Anyway, I love that song. Love worshiping, but he's called it. He's he, he's jealous for us. He loves us. He 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 actually. When you get distracted, when your attention's taken away from him, it's like he's trying to get your he's trying to get your attention. He's he's, he's hey 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 hey. I'm here. Come and meet with me. Come and check me out. Come and talk. Come and get in my word. Come and pray. Come and walk with me. Are, are you with me? That's the God we. Are. That's the love that God has for us. It says in Deuteronomy 32 verse 4, He is a rock. His work is perfect for all the ways. His ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice. Righteousness and upright is He. See, in the center of God, let me tell you, I'm going to introduce a word. In the center of God is justice. He, he's, he's so in love with us and he's so in love with who we are that there's, there's a, a center inside of him that is just anything, in, any injustice caused against us and all of humanity, it stirs God. He hates it. You've got injustice going on in your life right now. Just be at ease. God hates it. He will deal with it. Amen? Amen. Sometimes it takes years, but God deals with injustice. He gets involved. It's who he is. It's the center of who he goes. He loves it. So when we grow, when we grow in God, our hearts change to be more like him. And if we grow in God, we should actually start to actually 
feel for what he feels. We actually should start to develop an in, a hatred for injustice, hatred for things that are wrong, a hatred for, for, for those that aren't saved, for the lies of the enemy, for, for the destruction and family and marriages, for, for what he's doing to, to young people to take away their hope, for, for suicide. Um, for, there's so many things that should start to stir in us. as we grow in God. We can't sit idle. I'd question anyone that told me that they love God and didn't love people. Come on. Oh, I love God, but I just don't like people. Really? I've had a pastor say that to me. I love, love preaching the word. I just don't like people. What? Say What? Crazy, right? God's so in love with you. And he's a jealous God. He, he loves every single... You know, let me just... A few years ago, I was... On a, we were on a, a trip somewhere, and we went through Dubai. Beautiful city, right? Opulent. Incredible. Buildings, man-made buildings, huge. And I remember it was late at night. We'd pulled into a hotel, and we're in this beautiful hotel, and and I was in the in the bathroom, and I came through the door, and there was a sign that says "wet," and there was a guy mopping it, and I did a full skate. You know, the whole skate recovered, almost slid into the trough, you know, which would have been messy, right? I didn't, and I was just, and there was a a guy, Audi guy, um. He's from Dubai, and he was all decked out with his gown and everything. And then the guy that was cleaning the floor, I think he was either Malaysian or someone like that. And this guy turns around and just starts ripping this Malaysian guy. And he's, he's going off at him in English so I could understand it. And he's going, you idiot. You almost caused them to. And he's just going at him ferociously. And I went, hey. I said, mate. I came in the door, there was a sign there, and I was in a rush, because you can be, and and I, my fault, he wasn't, what was, what was the problem? And the injustice of it, there was this, this, this hierarchy, and then... And then we noticed like that the way that, that these, these, these people that were, were serving were treated, and then someone told us, you have a look at late at night, and you'll see busloads of people with bars on the buses, these servant classes that build these opulent buildings and they get camped out in deserts and some of them fall off buildings and they disappear. And, and I, you know what? It changed the experience. I'm not, I don't want to wreck if you've got a book, trip booked to Dubai recently. <laughs> it's a great place. But you know what? The injustice of that just triggered something. You know, everything I walked around, I just filled it. And I said to Marianne, I just, we were just like, ah, oh, the lack of respect for God's humanity. My heart was like, how can people treat people this way? Can I just say, you want to be gripped by God? You've got to be gripped by what God's into. Can I be honest? 
If you look at the Bible, which we're about to go, you look at some of the people that God uses. If you look at Moses, let's just travel through and have a a couple of looks here. Everyone knows Moses, right? You see that God uses people that are gripped by him, by, uh, that are into what he's into. They're into either injustice, they're into changing something, they're into doing what God wants done on this earth because God has some set causes. And I hate to burst your bubble, but being blessed is not one of God's set causes. Is that all right? Being blessed is a byproduct. It's not a focus. Come on. God wants to bless you. He wants you to be blessed, but he wants it to be an overflow out of what you are trying to do, which is do his course. Come on. He doesn't, have a, he doesn't give a rip with what you drive as long as what, what the money doesn't have you. Come on. See, when you get Moses, he's, he's an unlikely character. So we know the story. He's, he's a prince. He's living in a, an opulent palace. He's got everything. And, and, and he's wandering out. We know Exodus 2, verse 11 to 12. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was growing that he went out with his brethren and looked at the burdens and saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he... Looked this way and that way, and then he went, and when no one was looking, he killed the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. Okay, bad response, right? Let me just clarify that. But there's something going on here. We know the story, right? He was 40 years old, and then there's another 40 years where God takes that passion and turns it into something that he can use. Come on. See, Moses was someone that was used by God. I know people that are used by God, and I tell you what, they have a powerful sense of injustice in their spirit. They have a powerful, they have a passion on them. They're not just normal. There's something that's going on inside of them. There's something that they want to want to do for God. There's, there's a connection that's going on. If you look at Acts 17, we, we'd look at Paul here. And Paul the Apostle, he's the sort of guy, he arrives in Athens at, in verse chapter 17 and his purpose was to hang out and wait for Silas and Timothy. And he's just hanging out in verse 16. says, now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Here's a guy that can't just hang. He's, he can't just sit there doing nothing. He's just looking around. And he's going, look at all these idols. And where, what, what's going on? Where's God's representative? Where? And he grabs, we know the story, he grabs the unknown idol and, and he starts preaching off that and gets the city saved. Come on. But I want to jump into someone that I, I love. See, God wants to. You want purpose? Who wants purpose? Come on. Who wants to open the door to God's purpose on their life? Can I tell you that your passion is a key to God's purpose? Come on. You get a passion that's connected with God and I can tell you there's a door that opens that begins to allow you 
to get patient. Now, let me tell you a story about Gideon. Everyone say Gideon. Judges chapter 6, verse 13. This is, this is off the chart, the story. Gideon was another bar of a character. He was the least of the least. He was nothing of nothing. He was nobody, right? He wasn't elite. He wasn't some special person. He didn't come from a special family. We know the story. He was a bit, really nothing. And then he lived in a time where um, the Malachites and the Midianites, what they used to do is they would let them just do all the wheat, grow all the, the Israel would grow all their crops, do all the wheat, and then, and then six months later when they're about to harvest, they'd come raiding down from the hills and then take it all. It would be like you going to work at Kmart and you got paid every six months. And as you, for the, every six months you went to Kmart and you're working there faithfully and you get your paycheck and there's a bunch of bullies and thugs waiting for you and they know this is payday for you. And as soon as you get paid, they rob you and then you work another six months. Frustrating, right? Who'd be frustrated? That's what we're talking about here. That's the sort of scenario. And so Gideon's, he's, he's all twisted. He's like, what's going on? And he's, he's angry. And it says in, in Judges 6.12, it says, it says he's, he's threshing out, he's hiding. He's doing the wheat thing away in a wine press. You don't do wheat in wine presses, but he has to because he knows the Midianites are going to come down and raid. So he's over in the corner hiding and he's doing this and then bang. An angel of the Lord appears to him and says to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And we're talking an angel of the Lord. I mean, we're talking huge, right? I don't know. I don't know how big. I've never personally seen. Who's seen an angel? Can you help me out? Anyone? Um, other than my wife. Okay. Awkward. <laughs> Someone's looking back at me. Okay. So, um, an angel, fiery sword, big scene, massive angel turns up and he, and the angel says, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Wow, what a scene. Who would, I would have that. I would run on that for the rest of my life. That would be enough for me to, to set my sail and do what God's called me to do. And that's, and then the angel is huge, big, big scene, big scene, big movie scene. And then Gideon's response, are we ready? Awesome, incredible response. Here's Gideon, and here he goes, Judges 6.13. And Gideon says to him, oh my Lord, big angel, big sword, whole thing, lightning, I don't know, ground shaking, glowing, 44 foot angel, huge. Angel of the Lord, he's not small, right? He's, he's, he's a big fella. And, and, and Gideon says, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where is all the mercies which our fathers told us that miracles and fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. He launches into whinging. Angel, big boom, angel standing there, sword, Gideon, oh my Lord. That's almost a swear. Oh yeah, okay, good one. Oh. Good on you, buddy. Yeah. I was an Aussie one to be like, oh, good on you, mate. Who do you think you are? Eh? Big sword, big, 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 big eyes, big, big person, big light. Good on you, buddy. What's he, what are you going to do? Then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and you shall 
save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. What might? The boy's just had a, a, a rant and a rave. He's just told him he's worth, well, yeah, yeah, good on you. And he's gone, where are you? Hey, where's the miracles? Oh, good one. And he's had a big whinge. And the angel stands back and goes, go in this mind of yours. It's like, are you guys on the same, are we in the same room? Have you ever been in a conversation where, you know, you're talking, but the person's answering something different and you're like, are we, are we? No, no one's home. Uh, so what was this might? Do you know what the might was? Frustration. Passion. I could do it. <laughs> you know what the might was? God was looking for someone who was fed up. Come on. He wasn't a warrior. He hadn't been trained. He didn't have armor. He didn't have all the bits and pieces. God was looking for someone who was going to say, I'm fed up. Enough's enough. I want to change things. I'm, I'm sick of youth suicide. I'm sick of poverty. I'm sick of marriages being broken. I'm sick of people going to hell because they don't know the truth. Come on. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people not knowing that in this building we carry the truth and we can set people free from all their heartache and all their agony. I'm sick of it. Come on. Tell you what God can't use. Indifference. Tell you what God can't use. Lukewarm. Oh, oh, come on. He can use anyone. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. We used to give people bread from Baker's Delight. A lot of churches do that. And the government has this system where if you're in desperate need, it's called emergency relief, right? So you go and you can get a parcel of food or probably feed you or a little card from Coles that'll probably feed your family for maybe three or four days or a week. And then if you then you can't get another one for three months. Well that's stupid. So years ago God stirred me in our church. Now we've put a program into twelve churches and we feed over three and a half thousand people per week through something called community food care because she just got stirred up. We were in the same food care and, and one time, we've got a beautiful lady in our church who's just always had a heart to help women in need and, and one time I remember going out with one of the guys and we're putting this food into a car and we realised that these, this mum, this wasn't right, we're putting this box of food but this car didn't look like a car, it looked like a bedroom. She was living in her car because she was a victim of domestic violence and she had to flee. And when you flee, you've got nowhere to go. So we started a centre in Rockdale that deals with domestic violence. Amen? When I first got into ministry, I got gripped by God. You know what my first role was? I'll tell you, I'm actually still pretty good at it. 
graduated to the car park. I could park him with no one else. And then it kept on going because I have a passion for that house of God. I've run out of time. God wants to stir this place. I love this place. I love John and Carol. They are awesome. And some of you need to rock up and turn to these guys, the pastors, look at them in the eyes and just say, do you know what? What do you need me to do? Let's build this place. Let's reach every corner of this community for Jesus. This is his vehicle. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.